what did the Brett Hundley experiment, or did, I should say, the Brett Hundley experiment change your opinion of the preseason? Because the reason I ask is, obviously, the story of this Packer preseason has been the offensive struggles, and you can't really say if it's accurate or not because Rodgers, good or bad, hasn't played in the preseason, neither has Aaron Jones. So you have this you know, running back that everyone is falling in love with in the offseason. We haven't seen him yet. And obviously a quarterback that, rightfully so, is at the center of a lot of criticism for what happened last year. You haven't seen him play. So based on Brett Hundley, because I, two years ago, yeah, I'd be freaking out right now as a Packer fan. But after watching a guy who had the highest passer rating in the entire NFL for two consecutive preseasons, he literally couldn't complete a five-yard pass in an NFL game. I don't know what to say anymore. So what did the Brett Hundley experiment, Ebo, or did it change at all your opinion of what's happening in this preseason with I the mean, Packers? It just showed me not to get too caught up in the hype of a preseason game if you know Rodgers were to go down and the guy got, you know, a backup quarterback came in. Brett Hundley at least showed moments of competence of running an offense. Fleeting moments of competence of running an offense yeah. while he was a starter. Uh, when you watch Brett Hundley in the preseason, yeah, he was really good. Like, would, I was thinking about it like, would you rather have him look bad? I wouldn't. At least you know that he could show some competence once in a while. When I watch, especially the last preseason game against the Ravens, I honestly miss Brett Hundley. <laughs> I wanted Brett Hundley back just so I could be Ooh. entertained for the preseason because Deshaun Kaiser yeah, is bad. terrible. He's bad. Um, Deshaun Kaiser is awful. If anyone tries to argue that he is, um, you know, still learning, which. Yes, he's bounced around, has different offensive coordinators, but he's technically a veteran now. Yeah. If you hear anyone out there, and Nelson's got a buddy, if you have anyone out there that tries to tell you that Brett Hundley still, Brett Hundley, the Sean Kaiser still can be good, they're wrong. The jury is in. Kaiser stinks. It's time for the Packers to do something or have Tim Boyle be QB too. Brett Hundley, he didn't quite ruin preseason for me, but he showed me not to get my hopes up of someone coming in and saving a season if Aaron Rodgers goes down. Well, you're 100% correct statement there. Uh, all right, Nelson. I don't, well, I don't even know if you watched pre. Like, I, I again, I used to watch every second of them uh, up until Brett Hundley. Now, I mean, I'll watch it tonight, but it's like, you know, background noise as I'm, you know, like researching fantasy football or coming up with tomorrow's show or folding laundry. Like, two years ago, I would have sat down and watched it like a regular season game. So, do you did you watch regular preseason games? Do you still watch them? Like, I still watch most of them for the most part. Same. Like like the first two, I probably watched over half of both of them. But in the past, I've watched more. I'll watch all the way up until I end up falling asleep around like four minutes left in the fourth quarter of each game. I won't lie. These last two, I've kind of really only followed them super closely when Rashawn Gary was out there. <laughs> well, but that's a different situation for you. That's a personal now you've been bodied and blocked, so now you now you're like you know you're you're all in on that. I saw the the Packers released an article. So the Packers are pleased with Gary, regardless of yeah. what stats say. Hey, I'm hoping for a big game from Gary tonight in Canada. Well, in this PC world we live in, what are they going to do? Come out and say, yeah, dude sucks so far. Well, they would never say that. Even, yeah, but even okay. in the un PC world I'm, before I'm, this, Nelson, I'm glad you brought up Rashawn Gary because that's an wouldn't that be the antithesis of Brett Hundley? Brett Hundley had great preseasons, didn't do much of anything in the regular season. Yes, Rashawn Gary hasn't done really much of anything in the preseason. So, but does that mean automatically mean, oh man, it's the draft pick's a bust because he hasn't played in the regular season? Didn't we just get through saying we shouldn't get too hyped up because we we loved what Brett Hundley did 
and he couldn't play in the regular. So wouldn't wouldn't Rashawn Gary be the quintessential story of a preseason and how to how you process this month? Yeah, but I would rather have players in preseason doing positive things and instead of doing. Well, but why? I mean, nothing. does he come off? What, as a you guy, want him doing bad in does preseason? He come off as a guy that can just turn it on. I don't know. I mean, you could. I, I would. Wouldn't, I thought wouldn't the you Packers, say it's rather you'd rather have your players looking good in preseason than not looking good? I don't think it matters. I did you not think? I think it matters because you want your players actually looking like they belong on a field. I remember, I'm not saying Gary specifically, but I'm just saying. I remember you and I were doing a pregame show in Green Bay, Brett Hundley's first start, and the Packers were, I think, three and one because they had uh, just no, they were uh, yeah, no, three and two because they had lost. They had beat the Cowboys and they'd lost to the Vikings. They were three and two. I remember sitting in Green Bay saying, if this is the season injury for Rodgers, what can their record be? And I think we both agreed, and most of our listeners agreed that they could be a nine and seven team. Yep. I mean, they 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 couldn't win half that total with Brett Hundley. Yeah. I, mean, they, I, they, I remember I watched. So I mean they they won six games. So that and, would be Rodgers won. What was it? Four of them to start the season. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Hundley won. We really won two. So yeah, I mean, I believed, and I think most Packer fans believed that based on what, again, going back to the preseason, what we had seen from Brett. When you asked Evo, does it matter what you do in the preseason? Would you rather your player be good? I believed, and I think most Packer fans believed that year that based on what we had in Hundley or what we thought we had in Hundley, that without Rodgers, like they were on, they had the best record in the NFL when Rodgers got hurt. They're balling. They they beat the Cowboys in one of the greatest come from behind wins you'll ever see. You're like this Packer team can do it this year. This team looks like a Super Bowl contender. He goes down. You say, well, obviously we're not going to have the best record in the NFL, but this team's good enough to still get in as a wild card team, right? We thought they could be nine and seven with Brett Hundley. We That's, did. I, mean, I was I was in that camp. Keep it one Hundley, zero to one Hundley, real quick. But you're trying to say that you don't, and it did go zero to one. Hundley. I'm saying quick. what I'm trying to say Down. is I would rather have are the players on the Packers look good in preseason because you know that they can at least show flares and moments of competence. The fact that I, w- I would never want them to look like nothing or bad that wouldn't show that they're going to be good in the. So Brett Hundley looked good in preseason, but bad in the regular yeah. season. So the, the your rationale is saying if you look bad in the preseason, you look good in the regular season. Well, I'm saying does it? I don't even care if they. You're saying you rather see him look good. My comeback yeah. is why? What is it? because it shows competence? Well, you don't know that. We Brett Hundley showed flashes. Of, he won two games. Brett Hundley shows flashes. He almost beat the Steelers. That was a loss. Brett Hundley showed flashes of competence. Wouldn't you want your players showing flashes of competence as opposed to not? Well, yeah, I just don't want so to that's get... that's why I want them to look good in preseason. Yeah, I just don't want to get too up or too down. And back to what we're oh, talking I'm about this year. I'm not going to get too up or down anymore. I just want them to you know, show competence now. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Like, oh my God, Tim Boyle threw four touchdown passes. If Rodgers goes down, right. we're going to win it. No, I'm going to be like, okay, Tim Boyle at least showed some moments of competence. Maybe he could lead a team down for a scoring drive. I'm going to uh- temper my expectations now. All right, uh, Packer fans, what say you? 608-321-1670. You can uh, tweet the show at Zone Madison. All right, real quick, would you guys, do you think Rodgers plays tonight? No. Not one snap? I should put that as a poll. Do you think Rodgers plays tonight? Yeah, put it up. Nelson, I I think he plays. I'm leaning towards he doesn't. If if that back hurts even a little bit, he's not playing. Well, yeah, I mean, if he truly is injured, um, it doesn't make sense. If this is just like some... He's back at practice. Yeah, I, 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 I would think... He plays a series or two tonight. But, again, it's not going to really affect my perception on if is this team going to struggle uh, if he doesn't. All right, you want to weigh in on that? 608 
321-1670. Come back. We will uh, hit something that's uh, pretty important every day. You know that there's football this weekend? Yeah, Evo, we had the action on the gut uh, check yesterday. Yeah, it was on the, oh, that was a beautiful thing. Uh, we have uh, football betting, ladies and gentlemen, is back. Right or wrong, good or bad, the XFL is going at it again. So yesterday, Ebo, they announced the eight teams and the names and mascots. And and they also have slogans. Can I right. read them for you when you when you say them? Yeah, do you have them up and ready? Yeah. Okay. And I would say overall, there are a couple of them I really like. A couple of them are egregiously bad. So I think when you average them out, um, it's they're average. I mean, I don't think anything went crazy. No. Um, but I don't think they're terrible. I think they're average. All right, first up, you have the Dallas Renegades. Deep in the heart of Texas beats a different kind of pulse, a spirit untamed, a swagger that can't be denied, where big meets bold meets badass. This is outlaw country inside the lines. This is hell on wheels between hash marks. This is their home on the range, the Dallas Renegades raising. Hell. I didn't know you were going to be so good at this here. Hang on. Let, before I get to the next one, I think we need to set some. Uh, let's let's get this here going. All right. Next up, we have the Houston Roughnecks. Resolute, rippling with heat, railing against fatigue, unceasing and often unseen. They labor deep in the trenches. Mercenaries in the muck. Brawlers in black and dirt. Not just for three hours. Not just when the lights are bright. These are the scratching, grinding, never bending few. The Houston Roughnecks going to work for you. I like that one. I like the Roughnecks. I think the logos, it's kind of old Houston Oilers-esque. I like the Roughnecks. I'm going to give that one an A. All right, next, L.A. Wildcats. In the land of bright lights, far from the flash and fame, they've already begun to prowl. Enter their den and be dominated. Run away and be ripped apart. This is prime time meets primal instinct. This is showtime with a snarl. This is our time to roar. The L.A. Wildcats unleashed. Eh, average. Uh, not yours. I'm talking about the logo. The logo is an F. The slogan, I'll give it a C. Uh, all right, next, New York Guardians. Centuries carved of stone. Watchdogs <laughs> over the metropolis. A prehistoric predator. A beast evolves, turned loose in a new kind of jungle. All teeth and talons, eyes unblinking. They know fear because they feed off of it. They are your first line of defense, and there is no need for a second. The New York Guardians on duty. I like that one. I, the logo's cool. I get the, the like the superhero backstory, the mythical. I, I like it. I'm, I'm gonna give the, the the Guardians a thumbs up. All right, next, St. Louis Battlehawks. Winged warriors preparing for flight, preparing to fight. They await their orders, then attack as one. Diving, dodging, swooping, striking. Their mission to create chaos. Their mandate: win at all costs. The St. Louis Battlehawks cleared to engage coolest probably behind the roughnecks i'll say the second coolest logo kind of some cheese there but i think obviously it's the xfl they're going for (laughs) cheese so not my favorite one but i'll I'll give it a thumbs up i'll give it like a solid b all right next we've got the seattle dragons rising from the turbulent sea beneath the darkening skies of their weathered hardened home relentless ruthless 
ravenous. Not of mythology, but of muscle and might. Not of folklore, but of football. This is your darkest fantasy. In cleats, the Seattle Dragons breathing fire. I mean, Dragons been there, done that. Okay, Logo. You'll be going there next week. Are you going to pick up any Dragon swag while you're in Seattle? Be dragging these nuts all over Seattle. Yeah, my man. All right, next, Tampa Bay Vipers. In the shadows they wait, demons born in darkness, hunters by instinct, cold-blooded by nature. Their bite, unavoidable. Their grip, unescapable. They slither and stalk their competition, luring all who challenge them into the jaws of defeat. The Tampa Bay Vipers, ready to strike. I mean, Florida, snake, alligator, viper, I, you know, lizard. Okay, I'll go, you know. Kind of predictable, but okay, I understand it. And last but not least, Washington, D.C. Defenders. On the shoulders of giants, they stand tall, unconquerable, unyielding, marching ever forward, a force united. One quest, one purpose, one resolve, seeking glory through grit, victory through valor. The D.C. Defenders taking their stand. I'm surprised with uh, our current president's relationship with Vince McMahon, it wasn't the Washington, D.C. make football great againers. They're going to be huge. <laughs> They're going to be huge. All right, uh, well done, Ebo. So there you go. Those are the eight teams, their nicknames and logos, uh, Dallas Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, and their slogans. New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vipers, and D.C. Defenders. I just retweeted... Uh, the XFL uh, link with the logos. All right. So, by the way, the Packers need some kind of pump up slogan like that. I, the slo- I, even though they're kind of cheesy, I kind of like them. Yeah, I kind of like them too. They get me a little fired up. Um, that's cool. So, all right. When we first heard the news, uh, you guys, a couple of years ago that this was happening, uh, we obviously said, well, they didn't at that point even announce the cities. So, we were making a play. This was about, what, a year and a half ago. We were making a play that Wisconsin should get a team. And, you know, we're based here in, in Madison. So uh, maybe selfishly, we, we put it in Madison. Um, and we, we asked for a, a nickname. And, you know, we, apparently we got into an entire coaching staff uh, and front office. We'll have to and, revamp that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, strength and conditioning and you name it. Uh, we settled on the Madison mouth breathers uh, in an homage to the great Ted Thompson. Now, uh, I will let you guys decide. I would say, based on the news, that Ted Thompson is in poor health. Uh, I, I don't know that having the Madison mouth breathers anymore. A, I don't think Ted's probably in line to be the GM because he's probably you no. know in a in a in a fight for his health. And then B, I don't know if our mascot should be having to do with Ted and possible health issues. So while I appreciate the Madison mouth breathers as a huge Ted Thompson lifetime fan. It may be time to revisit and, and redo a potential nickname and mascot for a potential Wisconsin NFL or XFL Agreed. team. It's uh, it's time to dust it off because, yeah, the Madison Mouth Breathers, that was our first play to try and get Vince McMahon to get us a team here, yeah. probably play at Bree Stevens Field. Yep. Obviously, it didn't work. Right. I don't know if it was because of Ted Thompson as like those last three draft classes, mm. or if it was the fact oh, that there's his, that too. I didn't even think about that. His failing yeah. health, or you know, maybe he just didn't want a mascot of a guy with his mouth hanging open. So we got to revamp, rethink, and plus our head coach is no longer with us. R.I.P. So let's let's get back at it. All right, so put it out, Ebo. We are we are we are uh, we're going back to the drawing board. Uh, the Madison mouth breathers are out. That means any city in Wisconsin is open. 
Um, again, we're in Madison, but we have affiliates uh, all over the state. And our signal here, the, the big stick, as it were, the Madison signals, especially the AM 1670, goes into Iowa, goes into Illinois. So, you know, we'll go across the borders, you know, from the lakefront to the riverfront. Uh, if you want to suggest a – and it doesn't even have to be a city. It could just be the Wisconsin blanks, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a nickname – Team name for what a potential XFL team? Because look, I, I obviously I want this to work. I want more football, right? I thought the, I was pulling for the AAF, um, and after week one, it was looking good. I cannot believe it died as quickly as it did, Ebo. So hopefully Vince McMahon is a better businessman um, than than you know the people that ran the AAF, and you know they have eight founding teams. You know if this thing goes well in year one, maybe Vince McMahon considers uh, expanding the league in 2020 and maybe, you know, Madison or Wisconsin would be aligned. So yeah. if we could come up with something really clever and creative today, I will, of course, ret we will from the zone account retweet it to the XFL. Maybe they'll be paying attention to what we're doing here in Wisconsin. Agreed. So I said with the XFL, Joe Ebel franchise with the XFL back and releasing their team names and logos, what would you name an XFL team in Wisconsin? And don't just say, and what would the logo be or what would the mascot be? Yeah, lo or? Logo slash mascot. No, you got it. So what um, would you name an XFL team in Wisconsin, and what would the logo slash mascot be? Right. And, you know, if we can come up with something good, you know, we'll, we will try to settle on one, or maybe we can, you know, whittle it down to a couple and, and put it to a vote. But, um, you know, what would – and, you know, I don't know if you – do you, do you go just like – like you, you, you think of something that's pure Wisconsin – well, I was thinking this. What if, like, right away, I thought, what if instead of the mouth breathers like we initially had, what if you had something like you were just alluding to, near and dear to your heart, the Wisconsin Old Fashions? I was thinking, Dude, about, I was I thinking mean, the same thing. And your, and your logo, your logo would be an old fashioned. Just a drink, just an old fashioned old, glass with a cherry and a little mixer straw yeah. in there. And your, I think it's and your mascot would be a hammered drunk dude with an old fashioned in his hand. I think it's genius. And I think, uh, like, your uniform should just be like throwback stuff. Yeah, like 50s swag, yeah. you know, like 60s and leather helmets. Club. I think it's great. I That was one of the first. I mean, if you think of Wisconsin, uh, obviously you think of old fashions. Uh, you know, you could. Oh, you, what if our. Oh, dude, our mascot is a fish, a deep fried fish. You have an old fashioned and your mascot's a deep fried, deep fried fish. fish. I mean, we could get our buddy Secondhand <laughs> Smoke John makes the world's best old fashioned. He, we could have, you know, a mixologist on staff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do. Our alternate helmet could have a cherry on one side and an olive on the other. Ooh, I do prefer my old fashions with olives. We could go like one day we could do, you know, the brandy version. One day we could do the whiskey. We could do the sweet one day. <laughs> we could do the sour. I mean, think of all. The promotion nights oh, we could have insane. at the, at, you know, we could, like you said, we have a great relationship with Bree Stevens Field that we could put the the games right there. Yep. We could have old fashioned nights. We could have the, you know, like they have the uh, the Great Dane Duck Blind for the yep. Mallards. We could have the so and so old fashioned deck. Yep. Oh, I think it's genius. I think, I think is, it is genius. So, uh, No Heart Nelson on Twitch. What's up, everyone on Twitch? They uh, he says or she says No Heart Nelson says the mascot could be a living mascot, Charlie. <laughs> Down the middle, Johnson. He's looking for work again. Yeah. So, what's our team name, though? I no. don't think old Charlie's not an old fashioned guy. No disrespect to you, Chuck, but yeah. it's a little highbrow for Well, he Charlie. said beer a career, and he chose beer. Would it just be the Wisconsin beer? Is that from basketball? Is that what the team's name is? It was Milwaukee name? beer. Yeah, what? In basketball? Yeah, yeah it was the Milwaukee, Milwaukee beer. beer. Just the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin, like we have the Wisconsin herd. 
Yeah. You know, why not the just but, the Wisconsin beer? I'm, that's fine with me. Um, I, I got, like the old fashioned a little better. I but, think the old fashioned is great. Um, I have who one, doesn't love a good old fashioned? All right, six zero eight three two. Dude, even Nelson, who I sometimes question his palate because he won't try like anything risque. He does crush old fashioned. I mean, everybody, yes. we, the three of us, we we don't agree on the three of us always aren't on the same page. Maybe two of the three of us are. I think all three of us agree. That you can't ever go wrong with an old fashioned. I think the best drink ever invented, ever made. Is the old fashioned? I absolutely Those are love brandy it. old fashioned. Brandy old fashioned sweet is probably my favorite drink. Oh, of all and time. Love Ebes on Twitch. What's up, Love Ebes? Says they could play at Edgewood High School Field. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hell, we're all get hammered. And they'll be like pissing in their lawns after yeah. the game. Then they'll really. Then you would have really wished Edgewood played there. Then we might get arrested for that, but that's uh, okay. It's you know they you know we figured out they that's have why that, they have bail right. They have that jail, and you know we were talking about the stories of the old jail and the basement of County Stadium. Question: Okay, so if we do find a way to get the old yeah. fashions or whatever XFL team name is called, are we going to have a jail in our stadium, or are we just going to say, "Hey, we're we're built on booze"? Yeah, the jails it's are a free overcrowded. For we'll get you know Uber or Lyft to sponsor us. You know, presented we'll have like by... a timeout corner, but you can still yeah, drink it. It'll in be it. called you know. You well, know, so the hydration stage, you have to drink water in the corner. Yeah, every stadium has and naming rights, so we'll sell our naming rights to Uber. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll have a corner instead of a jail where if you get too drunk, it'll be a place where you have to drink water and eat bread. Right, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think the old fashions is going to be tough to beat. I will say this, Ebo, because this is something right up your alley. Um, I think, and obviously, you know, the seasons are a big part of Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we get upset with the winter, we get upset with the heat, but the one thing I love about Wisconsin, you know, I could never live in Florida because it's 80 degrees year round. It would get monotonous, you know. And I, people I, eat your faces down there. Well, there's that too. So I I like the seasons. The extreme summer, the humidity gets a bit much. The extreme cold in the winter gets a bit much. But I do like the seasons. And what's one of the big parts of winter? You know, outdoor skiing. Yep. And you know, how about the sled hill at? Title Town District. How about mm. the Wisconsin toboggans? I don't want to brag about myself but <laughs> can you imagine as an homage to the Packers and Mark Murphy oh. how about Ebo the Wisconsin toboggans I almost threw up that team will go downhill so quickly I mean think of all the nicknames you could do with the so Wisconsin toboggans we would have the worst on-field product but around the field would be awesome you'd That's have you'd saying. have like top golf a sledding hill yes. cool a bars spa? A hotel? Yeah, but your your team would suck total ass, but everything around it would be cool. My, that, does that mean Mark Murphy's got to be around then? Yes. Oh, God. Um, I mean, how amazing would, you know, we could, Murphy would moonlight? I don't want to brag about l- myself. Listen to this. Just but. listen. <laughs> um, I've been... All of my adult life, I've been in, involved in football. He's been involved in football all of his adult life, Ebo. Why couldn't he run two teams? I can imagine it now during halftime. Every halftime, he'll come out and do a comedy stand-up act. Yes! Yes! And everyone, yes. everyone will boo him and throw their beers at him. All right. Boo! So, the Wisconsin Old Fashions, the Wisconsin Toboggans. I got a bunch coming in. I'll save it, though, for a little all right. bit. I love this. We are going. Vince McMahon, I guarantee, is going to be paying attention. All right, right, so we got a couple other names for XSFL. I think there's some funny ones out there. So right here, uh, what about the Wisconsin drunkards, says Love Ebes. That fits. I mean, mean, we are 12 of the 20 drunkest. It's like Wisconsin trying to fight being the number one party school. Will we embrace being the drunkest state in the country, or do we not want to publicize that? And then we have uh, No Heart Nelson saying, I think the Wisconsin letdowns could work. Wow. 
the logo would be a mix of the Packers, Brewers, Badgers, and Bucks. <laughs> let down. Yeah, because every year they let you down. No, I, I get it. I, I mean, but we've been relevant at least. Yeah, but the right? X, our XFL team is not going to let anyone down. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jory Mama Liv Ma says the Wisconsin livestock and our uh, mascot could be Honey Boo Boo's mom. Hell yeah! I mean, farm department. We 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 definitely be we'd be we'd carry we'd have to be the flagship station, right? Uh, oh yeah. We would have the farm department. We'd have the Wisconsin. We got we got a lady that works here named the Fabulous Farm Babe. If the team's name's the Wisconsin Livestock, our, you don't think the she Fabulous could be our MC? Right. Um, uh, Nelly's guy Adam Schrader says, "Can the mascot or logo be nails tails?" Oh yes, dude, that thing came down yesterday. What I a saw sad day! Did you guys see that picture I texted you last night on the flatbed yeah, being hauled it. away? Tragic. And yeah. then um, I can't believe you haven't said this one yet. Crooked numbers, Nick. He says the Madison Gamblers with Joe Miller as the mascot. I love it, man. Um, well, then we could just be the Wisconsin drunkards. You could be the mascot for that too. You and Charlie tag teaming. <laughs> Now I, I don't like at the level there. of alcoholism no, you're not at the level that I'm like of, drunk not, at no, 6 in like, the morning. You're not at 4 a.m. You're not Charlie. Um, all right, 608-321-1670. Keep them coming in. Again, uh, if we could somehow – oh, here we go. Uh, ribs and bacon, uh, the Wisconsin Beer Barons. The mascot would be Homer Simpson in a fedora. I like it. You could be the Beer Baron on that. Uh, the Beer Baron, yeah. I like that. Um, I didn't mean to compare it to Charlie. No, that's, I, dude, I, you've called me worse. I can, I've been called much worse. It's all good. Um, yeah, it was it? Okay, so it was whole, both Homer and Peter Griffin got jobs as beer tasters, right? Yeah. Um, in the Family Guy and the Simpsons. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I as much as I would love to have the uh, the, the and tab- Peter was on a football team. The was it the the England nannies, <laughs> and then Homer was on a football team too for a minute. <laughs> Oh, that's good. 608-321-1670. The minis. It was the English nin- yeah, minis, right? The minis. Um, if uh, if we could convince the XFL to put a team in Wisconsin, uh, nickname, mascot. Uh, Zach, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. I got your XFL team. You either do it as Madison or Milwaukee Lake Monsters and have a picture of a massive muskie that's Ooh, like oh. kind of zombified. Oh. Yeah. I do yeah, like that. I like that. Kind of like splashing out of the water, like nice teeth and fangs. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, monsters, superheroes. That's kind of, you know, that's trending up, obviously. We got some big we muskies love our around fishing here. fishing and muskies. I, I, you know, the Madison muskies. I'm always very nostalgic, Zach, for the uh, the muskies. So I, I could see that the having some play. Lunge. I, I think that's that's one of the, uh, yeah, that, that's one that definitely, because it goes with the Wisconsin theme, with what Wisconsin's known for is the you know, Wisconsin's known for good fishing. Yep. And especially when you have uh, Lake Michigan, obviously, and then you have all the lakes in Madison and, and even further north. But, I mean, you're you're going to have the team either in Milwaukee or Madison. You're probably not going to have a competing team in Green Bay. I, I just don't – I wouldn't see that happening, but I would definitely see Milwaukee for sure. Now, do you guys think it's a problem that the season starts right after the Super Bowl and that we have, you know, the snow that we have? Would that be a problem? Because all the ones we're talking about are outdoor stadiums like Bree Stevens. Do you think that they could uh, utilize Miller Park in Milwaukee? I mean, yeah, you could. I don't know when this – I mean, obviously there may be some overlap, but obviously February in the first half of March you could definitely – 
uh, put it at Miller Park. But I mean, look, we like the frozen tundra, man. We got to yeah. have that. You know, that's what we're. Uh, thank you, Zach. That's Thanks, evil. Buddy. That's what Wisconsin is, man. I'm just covering all the bases. No, here. I, that's a fair question. I think Zach brings up an interesting point. I think. I mean, hell, they played four games a year at County Stadium. Yep. Um, for for 30, 40 years. Our buddy Nick Langer, haven't heard from him in a yeah, minute. Nick. Nick Nick says the Wisconsin muggers. Although I'm not sure, how, I'm muggers. not sure how well it would be accepted. Jeez. And then you have two mugs, mugs of beer. Oh, the, not the, like, like not like stick oh. them up and give me your wallet. I mean, the Wisconsin old fashioned. That's a good one. Is amazing. Um, I I like that one a lot. Uh, the other one, I mean, I, would it just be as plain and simple as the Wisconsin beer? Yeah, I mean, I see where that's where Nick Langer was going with mu- the muggers because he two mugs with beer. But you got to be, you know, it's this it's walking a fine line if you're mug, you know, muggers. The Wisconsin beer seems too generic, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, or is I, the easiest? Or is the obvious answer the easy answer? That's what I'm saying. Sometimes the the most obvious answer is the one staring you in the face. Like we are, we're a state of beer. Like, we could get clever with muggers or tappers or keggers or come up with beer-type expressions, or do we, Ebo, just keep it extremely short, sweet, to the point, you are, at the end of the day, the Wisconsin beer, because that's what we are about in Wisconsin is beer. I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. But do we revamp our coaching staff now? Obviously, before we had Barstar RIP, we needed well, a new head coach. I believe McCarthy was still employed, so now we could, when we were talking about this the first time. So yeah, you're right. He we was. Can, so I mean, Mike McCarthy now Mike McCarthy is the head coach. Mike McCarthy vaults to the head coach. Winston Moss still has to be head of PR. Um, Brett Bielema is, is strength, strength and conditioning strength. and the dietitian. Right. Maybe Eddie Lacy can be our dietitian. He's not doing anything. <laughs> no, he'll be the uh, the running back coach. <laughs> um, and we need uh, now we need an offensive coordinator, though, since Mike got vaulted to head coach. Or maybe he does both. HC and OC. Ebo, are, are, you, are you really serious when you say that? Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. The guy is a Super Bowl coach. You don't think he can be a dual head coach slash offensive coordinator for the XFL? Yeah, he totally can. Ooh, uh, our guy Two Toads Jones, he says, what about the Milwaukee Beer Barons? Yeah, we've got a couple. Of, I like the Beer Barons. I mean, you could do some cool math. You could think of a logo. We could you know, Baron you could, Pizza Night. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I just think Baron, you know, you could do a lot of cool things with a mascot and a logo with the oh. beer Barons. Our guy Brewers fan 53, Eric, he says the Wisconsin Cheddars. You could have like cheddar cheese or maybe some cash flying around, that cheddar. Yeah, yeah. He also I says, like what about the the spotted cows? Yeah, but that's really, I mean, it is It is probably then one you of walk the... you're walking line on like infringement, trademark infringement. Right, thing. well, you'd obviously have to get, you know, spotted cow to, or, or New Glarus Brewing Company to, to be all in, but... um. I mean, it's it's certainly one of the most recognizable beers in the state. Yeah. But are we pigeonholing ourselves? Kind of a little bit. Grandpa I mean, Gone Wild says the the Madison Degenerates, and the logo <laughs> is a, a caricature of you. I'm getting a lot of get. I'm I'll take that. I mean, I I know what I am. I will, you know, I accept what I am, and I love to gamble. Uh, I could try and say I'd stop, or that I'm not. You know, I'm on a winning streak, and I should pull out, or I'm on a losing streak, and I should pull out. Okay, so it's like not going to happen. The spotted cow. What's the stereotype of Wisconsin? Like, you know, a bunch of cows, right? Well, but Mary- also the stereotype is getting hammered drunk and yeah. drinking a ton of beer. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of works though, the spotted cow. Yeah, it's not bad. Because you got the beer and you got the cow. You got the you know, the Wisconsin stereotypes there. Um and then Nathan Hansen hits me up at Ebo says, Nate, what's up, bro? He says, Does the the blah, blah, does the Wisconsin whiners work for all the cheeseheads? <laughs> it does, but I don't want to be known as the whiners. 
We're gonna have no whiners in our in our team, Joe. All right, yeah. Vince McMahon, no, I hope I, you're that, listening. You know, that'd be like saying, you know, like we're the Wisconsin swamp goblins because we're trying to like motivate the politicians, but at some level they'd like come across as like they're being celebrated. So, you know, we're we're the only state that doesn't have legalized sports gambling now that touches our borders. Yeah. That's, you know, pathetic. It's very pathetic. And one last one I just got off of Facebook, uh, Zach. Uh, male, meal. He says the Mad City Monsters, and he gives the logo from the Mo- Monsters, the old hockey team that was here. God, how long ago was that? Oh man, the former, former uh, play-by-play voice of the uh, the Monsters years uh, years ago. Um, all right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Those are good, man. Uh, keep them coming. And so let me ask, uh, you know, Nelson, you you like to get after it a time or two. Do do you think it needs to be alcohol centric if we do pull off an XFL team? Should it be based around alcohol and booze? Not necessarily, but probably. <laughs> I can guarantee you we'll have the best beer sales in the XFL. Well, I like, you know, like like nicknames that are like, you know, verbs or, you know, just like a one-word thing. So to that point, what if we did the Wisconsin binge? <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good one, man. The Wisconsin, because you can binge eat, you can binge drink, you can binge watch, watch football, football, consume football. That's binge is all-encompassing. The Wisconsin binge, dude. Think about it. Your 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 logo for the Wisconsin binge could be a fat ass couch potato with like chip crumbs all over him. Yeah, but He's why got do a... we want that to be our? No, no, mascot. no. Let, hear me out. He's okay, got the TV okay. on, binge watching football as he's sitting on his recliner. He's got a, a beer in one hand, binge drinking with a bunch of empties by him, and then he's got a, like a binging on eating some food. It's beautiful. No offense, that might be pretty hard to come up with a logo. That's a lot of detail for a small <laughs> logo. No, you just, it's a caricature of a big fat ass sitting there. Beer in hand, empties on one side on a recliner with a TV. The binge. Um, I, I mean, I, I see. Where I think that's going a really it. good name. Uh, no, the name. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got to work on a logo for it because there's so good. You, know, what are you going to embracing? Are you embracing binge drinking, binge eating, all binge, of it? Yeah, gluttony. Yeah. And your ooh, the, your nickname could be the gluttons. The, the Wisconsin glutton. Oh, Pike Slayer 1, Jake says, the Madison Mighty Max. You pay homage to a highly successful NFL head coach. <laughs> love it. I love it, man. Uh, keep them coming. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fat shaming. Uh, Unbelievable. Right. Keep them coming in. Wisconsin XFL nickname. What would it be? We've had a two-part uh, Twitter poll today, Robbie, uh, in reference to uh, to the game tonight. Part A is, do you think Aaron Rodgers will play tonight? Part B is, should Aaron Rodgers play tonight? You, how would you answer A and B on that question? Yeah, A, I, I don't think he will, guys. I, I think they would have put something out, maybe a little more concrete by now. I just, I, I think, I think his preseason is going to be non-existent. It's going to, everything's going to be centered around his, his time in practice. Um, and they're just going to hope for the best, I think, guys, two weeks from tonight when they go to Chicago. And, man, I'll tell you, just from what I've seen in practice, guys, it's it's risky business if they wind up taking that approach. And, and again, that's the approach I think they're going to take just because the offense is miles behind um, when it's been in past years, and certainly it's behind Green Bay's defense. And, guys, I, I don't think Green Bay's defense is nearly as good as Chicago's. So, um it's going to be hard for them guys to go into Soldier Field and let's say score 27 points or something like that to to win the football game. So, Joe, kind of along those lines, I, I I do think it's pretty important. I 
that, that Rodgers did play at some point in this preseason. If, if McCarthy was still the head coach, guys, this would have been, what, year 14 for him, I guess. And, um, you know, all those years would have been with Rodgers. I don't think it would have been imperative whatsoever. You stole my question, Rob. Rob. I was going to ask you that. You stole my question. Rodgers knows the system, (laughs) McCarthy's system, and he would tell you this better than McCarthy did. And he he wouldn't have needed a whole lot of time in that offense in the the summer with McCarthy. It's it's a different animal, though, right now, though, guys. And, And they're not in sync, and they're... And they're not clicking offensively, and and I think it's it's really a gamble for them to go into Chicago without the number ones getting any work together whatsoever. I'm not saying Joey they need a full game or three quarters, you know, but they need three four series together. I think to kind of find some level of consistency and continuity, and and I don't think they're going to get it. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider Rob Reichel, uh, previewing the game tonight. Uh, you know, Rob, on the offense, is it just a is it a lack of repetition thing? Is it, uh, you know, you haven't had Aaron Jones and you haven't had Rodgers at times and you've been missing pieces and it's just a continuity? Like, is there one thing that you can point to of if this really is a reality that this offense is behind? Um, is there something you can point to? Well, I think the biggest thing, and you hit it, Joe, is Aaron Jones. I, I mean, I, I think if he is healthy, and that's an enormous if, um, he, he's going to be a 1,200-plus yard back and score 10, 12 touchdowns somewhere in, in that vicinity. Um, and, and the fall-off when he's not on the field from that positional group, Joe, is, is pretty substantial. I mean, Williams is an okay number two, but he, you know, he's had the hamstring as well, and he hasn't, he hasn't been on the field really the last two or three weeks. And, and then the drop-off from there, guys, I, I'm not sure they have another NFL running back on the roster. Um, I think that's a position that they have to address here in the next two weeks and find themselves one more because I, I don't think the rookie out of Notre Dame makes the football team and nor does he deserve to make the football team at, at this point in time. So, so I, I think that's a good starting point, Joe, is the fact they haven't had Jones, um, you know, the last couple of weeks of plus of camp, you know, and, and just second, LaFleur's offense is, I mean, that, uh, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy, that's a pretty deep playbook um, for everybody to, to get in line and Rogers to have, any level of, of continuity and chemistry with this receiver group right now. I, I don't think you're going to see that offense totally take off guys and totally flourish until maybe week six, maybe week eight, something like that. I, I think they're going to be slow out of the gates trying to score the football guys. And Wasn't that every year? Half a season. Isn't that every year? Not, not always. I mean, Evo, you remember 2011 um, when they scored 560 points yeah, and averaged true. 35 points. That was a while ago, though, Robbie. 15 and 1. It was. I mean, but McCarthy had a couple of seasons like that, guys, where, you know, they, they did get on. There were, some, there were some years, certainly, where they started slow, the one and twos, the, you know, the Rodgers telling people to relax a year, things like that. But they also shot out of the gates. I think 12, they were maybe yeah. 4 or 5 and 0. And, I mean, they, they, they certainly had some good starts along the way, guys. Um, under McCarthy and, and the offense usually wasn't the problem, Evo. It was usually the defense if they were if they were losing football games early in the year. And and guys, I think if they're gonna lose football games early in the year, the problem might be on offense. All right. So the flip side of that then, Rob, is the defense. I mean, is it at the level that it can, you know, hold the, the line until the offense gets caught up? Uh, I mean, again we're talking about preseason and, and sometimes, you know, Evo and I were talking about how we got all overwrought with Brett Hunley a couple years ago. So uh, you know, from what you've seen on the defense, do you think it can be good enough to keep this team competitive until hopefully the offense gets to where it needs to be? 
Well, I would have answered yes a week ago, Joe, but I was just surprised how badly they got pushed around in the Baltimore game. I mean, it, it, forget scheme. I mean, forget, you know, any, any kind of preparation that they would have done with Petten and things like that. And I understand they were largely vanilla. Um, so Petten wasn't showing a whole lot in that game. But they, I just thought, you know, the, the ones at least Green Bay was dominated physically. Uh, and Baltimore moved the ball around on them just, just far too easily. And, and that can't continue, guys. Um, you know, like I watched that game and I thought, boy, they could use Mike Daniels. And, um, you know, we all know where Mike Daniels is right now. He's just one of those kind of guys that, that, that helps in a, in a football game like that. I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic for their sake, Joe, that that defense has enough people now and enough playmakers that, that they can cause some havoc at, at the start of the year. Chicago, Minnesota, uh, Denver, I think at home and then Philly in week four in that first month. I mean, it's, it's not exactly a murderer's role, but it's not easy either. Um, I, I think the defense can hold its own and keep people in the range of 20, let's say, per game through that first month, guys. But, uh, you know, the offense might just just might not be good enough to, to win more than a couple of those games early on, guys. Um, again, I, I, I think the defense has shown a ton this summer, um, and they've been impressive a, a, a number of days uh, on the practice field. But, you know, that, then you wonder, too, is, is that based on the offense struggling or is that based on the defense just being really good after you watch a game like Baltimore where Baltimore dominated them physically? So, Robbie, in that Baltimore game, um, another another game where Rashawn Gary didn't, you know, collect the stat. He, he got one, but it was wiped off the board because there was holding. He had 66 snaps now, more than anyone in the Packers' edge rusher group. Um, and LaFleur was talking about saying he's seen a lot of good things from him, but also some things he needs to work on. Uh, what so far is your takeaway on Rashawn Gary, the 12th pick for the Packers? Kind of everything that scouts told me, Evo, and that people told me um, as soon as Green Bay drafted him. And I, you know, I talked to at least a dozen people as soon as he was drafted who have played either with him or against him and, and kind of know his history well. And that he's going to blow you away in a lot of these physical components that he has, the, the strength, the the speed, the power, um, just watching him on the practice field, the, the way he moves so fluidly, the way he punches Eagle, um, you know, that first step. But then the, the, the whole thing, and it's always been this way with Gary, and this is Green Bay's ultimate challenge here, is how do they turn him into a finisher? Um, take Tyler Fackle, for example, guys. 25 pressures last year, 11 of those turned into sacks, right? I mean, that that's crazy. That's a 44% clip that, that Fackrell was bringing a quarterback to the ground. I mean, Gary, Gary was nowhere near that at Michigan, and, and obviously he's, he's struggling to even get near a quarterback right now in Green Bay, let alone finish. Um, you, throw in the, uh, you throw in the other element there, guys, that he's changing positions, that, he, that he's standing up now as an outside linebacker instead of putting his hand in the dirt as a, as, as a 4-3 uh, defensive end. It's a major transition for a guy with a nine wonderlick score. Don't forget that this is a this is a tough game to learn, and um, you know when when you do struggle in that element of it, and Gary undoubtedly does with that nine, um, it's it's a tough jump for him. So, uh, I had somebody asked me the other day, guys, is, is is he a project or a guy that's going to produce immediately? And and I'd say right now he's falling into the project category. Hey, Rob, I hear you. To be fair, I did hear, I could cue the tape from four years ago, and most everybody said the same thing about Kenny Clark. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to remember back that far, Joe. I, I think the difference, didn't Clark finish more at UCLA? And, yeah, and he was in, what, 19? 
He was he was a pump, and he and he obviously had that going for him. And let's not forget, I mean, Kenny Clark's been their best player, guys, on defense the last two years. But Kenny Clark did not have a very good rookie year, and it took him until about I think week ten or so to get on the field consistently. And he finished that year strong, and then had a really good year too, almost like DJ Raji did back in the day, Joe, a decade ago. Um, Kenny Clark had a sixteen. Maybe the light goes on for Gary, but guys, I don't think it's going to be early in the season. If, if you know, if the light goes on for him, my best guess is it's going to come mid-season in the second half of the year. Rob, Kenny Clark scored a sixteen on his Wonderlook test, just for yeah, so it's almost double. Just for an FYI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's still not a great number. Let's, let's Rob, that's like saying you got a forty percent on your test or a fifty percent. You still failed it. Come on, man. <laughs> Hey, I one last thing on offense before I let you go. You know, the, the, obviously it seems like every summer the, the the story is the wide receivers. Oh my God, is Cooper going to make it? Or you know, Jeff Janis years ago, and are they going to keep seven wide receivers? And it's again that story this year. Nobody's saying anything about the tight ends. Like what? What have you? Chase. Like what's going on with a Jimmy Graham and Kenny have a bounce back here and Jay Sternberger? who most people think is going to be the heir apparent to Jimmy Graham. I really haven't heard much of anything about these guys. Like, what's going on at the tight end position? Because that's something for Matt LaFleur offenses that's a big deal. He's got a concussion. And, and I haven't heard anything from the tight ends. What What's the deal there? Yeah, I think you haven't heard a whole lot, Joe, because I think the overwhelming, the majority of opinions are that they're kind of set with their four at this point in time. Um, Graham's had a decent summer, guys, again. Is he going to have a bounce back here? I don't know. The guy doesn't run great anymore, but he but he's made more plays this summer than he did last summer for what that's worth. I guess we'll we'll kind of find out. And you know, I, I wondered, guys, in the off season, like everybody else, would they move on from him? But when they gave him that five million dollar bonus, that that pretty much that pretty much locked up his spot on the roster. Now they only gave Mercedes Lewis five hundred thousand. Um, and you know, in terms of a a bonus to come back. I would say at eighty twenty, he's on the team, guys, because Lafleur values the blocking tight end so much, and he's going to want that that particular guy to probably play twenty twenty five snaps. And there's no doubt Lewis is, is the best blocker of the bunch. I mean, Tanya's had a good summer, guys. He, he runs extremely well, catches well. Um, certainly has a little bit of chemistry with Rogers. He's a guy who's probably going to be active, I would think, on game days. And, and like you guys said, Sternberger's got the concussion um, since he was, was, was knocked out or down a couple of weeks ago in that practice against against Houston. Hasn't been back yet. Won't play tonight in all likelihood. Um, and he, he's going to make the team, guys, because he was a third-round draft pick. And like you said, Joey, he's a year apparent. Um, I, I, I would say the odds say those four players make the roster, but it wouldn't shock me. Uh, it, again, it's going to come down to depth, and you know, do, do they keep five, six outside linebackers, right? Do they keep six defensive backs and five safeties, or do they go lighter at safety or, or whatever? If they, if they play the numbers game to get to 53, the tight end will be one that could get pinched, guys, and go to three. But right now, I guess I, I, I would lean on the side that they'll keep four. Thank you, buddy. Follow him at Rob Reichel on Twitter. Uh, yeah, game recaps coming up tonight at BobMcGinnFootballForbes.com. All right, thanks to our uh, guy, Rob Reich. If you miss any of uh, that interview, uh, we'll put it up on the podcast after the show. I, Nelson, you, you, you pri- I heard you talking during the commercial break. You primed the pump on that Gary question. J? How can I influence a big J? Do I have any influence on Heilprin? I don't know. No. People are just seeing the light. What does Heilprin have to do with anything, P.S.? Oh, I have no influence He's a big J. He's a big J. Okay. 
I, I, I just, well, I walked in after reheating my coffee during the commercial break, and you're in there giggling, and then I hear, oh, yeah, Gary. So you were, you were totally priming, you were teeing Robbie up on that Gary because you're a notorious, known, what were you guys admitted talking about? Rashawn actually, Gary hater. What actually, were you guys talking about before he came on the show during the commercial break? Basically, Rashawn Gary. Ripping on Rashawn Gary. <laughs> hey, he started, he started the conversation and initiated it and said, you're starting to look like the smartest man in the room. Oh, and I God. quote, "He said that about you." Yeah, <sighs> I can't wait till Gary like he initiated balls out the conversation, Joe. <laughs> and you know what they say? You're only the smartest man in the room until you're not. But well, I'm still waiting. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, Tonight they will. Nelson's uh, also the same guy that says he's the man on top of the mountain. And then when he was mad at us for the ultimate debate bracket, he said, "He says crap starts from the top." So therefore, what does that say about Nelson? But you guys are above me. <laughs> but you're the man on top of the mountain. You're the man I'm on top of the mountain. But the, the crap. What did you say about the crap rolls from the top? What was it? You didn't say crap. I can't say the real word. Yeah, it rolls downhill. Yeah, and you, so you're the top of the hill. So you're the crap that's rolling down the hill. <laughs> I hover. I hover. I hover. It's like the the pirate's GM just floating above Mount Notice. Uh, all right, I six, break through the mold. To quote Zach Heilbrand. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Um, so after uh, you you are in the you and Rob are in the same camp. You're you're in the Rogers isn't going to play tonight camp, right, Evo? I am in the stance that yes, the camp that Rogers will not play tonight. I I think it's just because. When you have a star quarterback that makes so much money and you are on a field with conditions that are allegedly supposed to be a little rough and it's not an NFL-sanctioned field, it probably throws up a couple red flags of why you'd play, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? No. uh, I just saw on – you know, I told you about uh, Anthony. He did say, though – sorry. He did say, though, earlier in preseason that he would love to play in Canada because it's something he's never done before. So there's that going for him playing. Um, here, this is from Pro Football Talk. This was seven minutes ago. Rumor um, is his back's flaring up, though. <laughs> well, I, you know, the spoiler alert on the Daily Action Zone. You know, I, I was said that the Chargers coach basically came out and said they've they've lost one of their best players in the preseason. They're not going to mess around. Uh, Sean McVay. Uh, this is seven minutes ago via pre, ProFootballTalk.com. And Sean McVay is, you know, the, the god of NFL coaches right now. Uh, tell Pro Football Talk he won't play his starters the rest of the preseason. And he says he's not going to apologize for it. He says, I cannot take the risk. He's basically right now tonight and going forward. McVay says, it's it. We're shutting it down. Like, it's the preseason. So, you know, obviously the Rams are... Right now, in a much better spot in theory than the Green Bay Packers. They played in the Super Bowl last year. The Packers were six, nine, and one. But if you talk about timing and importance, and I'm sure they have new pieces and new coaches and whatever, McVay has basically said we're done. Well, if McVay does it, watch everyone else. Well, that's in the NFL my point. Now like everybody because, wants to be this guy because once McVay got hired and then he started having success, anyone that received a Snapchat or was in the same room as McVay all now gets a job to do a head coaching job. I.e. Lafleur, I think they, I think they brushed hands one time when they passed each other in an airport. So Lafleur got hired immediately, so he got hired. <laughs> or he got a Snapchat from him or something, and so they're like, hey, "You're hired, yeah, you know McVeigh, you're hired." So if McVeigh does it, watch everyone else sit. It's a copycat league, right? But the Rams, do the Rams really have any real new major pieces? Goff is still the quarterback. Clay is still the running back. The claymaker, the claymaker, your boy. Yeah, they got worse on defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like you're you're, and I just said that, Nelly, and you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, it, w- w- what franchise would you rather be right now, the L.A. Rams or the Green Bay Packers? Of course, everybody's taking the Rams. I'm just saying, if 
you know, the Rams haven't played a meaningful game since February. Um, you know, and, and this guy's basically saying preseason, peace out. So, you know, back to what we're talking about with Rodgers, where again, to Ebo's point, yeah, everybody's in love with whatever Sean McVay's doing. And this guy basically just came out and said, if you want to see our starters tonight, you better uh, tune to another channel or get caught up on Netflix. He's basically saying that we're, we're done for the preseason. Yeah, I mean, this, if this was if this wasn't a first year head coach with new offensive coordinator, new playbook, new everything, I wouldn't. I kind of care a little bit because who's tell me who's the second wide receiver? Who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to besides Devontae Adams? Who's Ronald Allison? You think so? Yeah, I think we're completely after, un- after like missing the entire season almost last year. Yeah. I think he, we. I think. I mean, I would. I agree with you. I on think that. people are going to be because it's we're a short-term memory society. I think if you remember how he started the season and how he ended two years ago, I think he's going to be. If he plays, I think he has eighty catches this year and nine touchdowns. What are the raw reports of from the offense coming out of practice? They're disjointed, slow, herky jerky. Yeah. So I mean, no running game. There's a lot of like question marks surrounding everything. So. I wouldn't mind a couple of snaps. I'm not saying the whole game for Rodgers. Like, I'm not even saying a whole quarter. Just get a little live action, a little live ammo. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it would hurt anything. If anything, it would help. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Uh, what say you, Packer fans? Do you want, do you think we will see Aaron Rodgers uh, tonight? And uh, the XFL, well, I mean, our pa- a guy who covers football, he makes his career, he makes his livelihood of covering football, said if you're going to have an XFL team in Wisconsin, it has to be alcohol-related. So we've got the blessing from our guy. I guess, Ebo, we go. We forget about anything brat-related or lake-related or cheese-related. It has to do with alcohol. So let's embrace what we are, a state of alcoholics. We already embrace it, baby. Um, what should the XFL team name be, knowing that now we're basically just saying it's going to be a, uh, an alcohol theme. Do it for the culture. By the way, tomorrow, Ebo, speaking of uh, events, we got a pretty good event tomorrow. Yeah, the Roadshow returns. Our Oaks. final uh, Oaks visit of the summer as we will be there uh, live 6 to 10. And I can confirm that another edition of the Less Than Average Ebo Open uh, or the Ebo was going to play in this outing, but he had to go back and cover for people who were on vacation. A lot more wordy was the second one. Very wordy. Um, I don't know what tomorrow's outing will be officially named, but we've already had, I believe I am up to three uh, RSVPs. I'm going to play after the show. Uh, I have three that have already RSVP'd. So we do have, if someone wants to come out and hang out, play some golf tomorrow. Uh, we will be at the Oaks Golf Course 6 to 10 of the show, and then uh, I think tomorrow's after. might be called... Uh, well, you're on vacation next week. Yeah, you got to get your stuff It'll be the done. Ebo really wants to play, but begrudgingly has to go back to work because there's a lot of things to take care of, week. and he's going on vacation, yeah. and there's a lot of inept people around the office golf Wow. Hunting. Nelson, I think he's looking right at you. Not Nelly. Drop the mic. Well, you should, you should move that into the title, then. There's a lot of inept people in the office. One of them's not named Nelson. I mean, it gets... I don't uh, think you can... Sometimes Nelson's... No. Jeez. I'm glad I leave here at 10 every day. Tough scene. Uh, You guys golfers? Eric, John? Yeah. A little bit. Let me ask you guys. So tonight, Packers, Aaron Rodgers the other day, was it yesterday when they flew into Winnipeg? He came in in the Canadian tuxedo. (laughs) This is going. Is the Canadian tuxedo a good look, yay or nay? And would you rock it? Only if I'm at a hockey game. Oh, eh? (laughs) How about you, Eric? 
I don't think it's really my look, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rock a Canadian tuxedo. I mean, denim? I think denims. I mean, we we did the thing yesterday, Evo, and being a Maxinista, right? Yep, TJ Maxx. And we found out. some of those incredible deals that Kohl's is running. So. I don't think I've ever rocked an all-denim look before, though. Here's a question. Does it have to be the same like kind of denim for both top and bottom? See, when I see a I light... I think it does. I think it does, because when I see a light and a dark denim combo, it yeah. looks a little off. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely got to be a matching denim suit. <laughs> there was a v- picture of Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears when they were dating back in the day, and she had like, a denim dress on, and he had a denim tuxedo with denim hat. Ugh. Would you wear a denim hat? I totally would. I would rock the Canadian tuxedo and a denim hat. I think it's a fedora. Yeah, a denim fedora. John, would you craft a growler made out of denim? (laughs) Maybe a denim koozie. Yeah, denim. Could you make a denim beer stein to drink our beautiful German beer that you brought in? Is anyone here wearing denim? I guess this is this is black denim. That one. No, I'm the only one wearing denim in here. Um, Nelson has denim underpants on. Is that true? No, I thought you were leather underwear. He browned up the one side, so he had to turn it inside out. Leather daddy, Nelson. That's strange. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I got nothing on that. Uh, all right, uh, before uh, we get out of here, uh, Eric, tell us what again. Tell us if, if some of those uh, brew sessions and some of the other stuff coming up, if, if folks want to uh, come on down, what's going on at the uh, the Great Union Corners Brewery? This Saturday we're doing a breakfast stout. That's the batch that we're doing. Um, we've got the – Oh, the breakfast stout. Yeah. I yeah. love a breakfast stout. Yeah, so uh, we're going to throw a lot of spices you see on the breakfast table into a stout and – Sounds Teach people about spicy. Delicious. By the way, how's the ice cream going? Because uh, that's oh, underrated. I had the ice cream, uh, the uh, the blue cheese, and like the blueberry one. Did I so get that right? Yeah. Got, how's we, the? It's amazing. Two new, two new ice cream desserts. One is uh, churro fried uh, cheese curds. I gotta, oh, I, gotta get, I gotta get back out there, Evo. Really we gotta good. get this fantasy thing done. I'm I'm sold now. Keep going. And we got a peanut butter and jelly ice cream dessert. Oh, as well. good. It's, it's, it tastes movie. like a peanut butter and jelly uh, sandwich, but in the form of an ice cream. Um, oh that sounds incredible. And John, we're working on football themed beers, right? Well, For the start of the football. I've asked. Oh, yeah. I love a stout. I love a good stout. So, mm-hmm. what goes into a, your breakfast stout? Like, how do you? Uh, maple sugar. Oof. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of orange peel, maybe a little bit of lactose. Uh, we got cold brew coffee, so that's gonna make a, a big appearance. Mm. Um, aside from that, you'll have to see. The more more will be revealed. He's learning the tease. That's the tease, baby. The <laughs> you tease. got a future in this business, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, great to hang out. And uh, well, again, name it, is this beer? Can we get this beer? Is this a secret John Stash or is this on the uh, nope, on the tap? That's the uh, wise and not. So this is on tap. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, this is great, man. I Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Final uh, poll results. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will play tonight? I like the uh, the area code, Mister One Eight Seven. Uh, 187 votes, 61% of you say no. You do not think Aaron Rodgers will play tonight. And then do you care if he plays or not? 78% say no, you don't care. I, I kind of voted yes, I think he plays. And yes, I kind of do care. So, um, he But won't the play. more you talk, Ebon, after listening to Rob Reichel, I kind of wish I had my vote back because, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think, based on what Rob said, that Rodgers will play tonight. Well, I mean, you know, he's on a field that's not an NFL field. The conditions may be a little rough. Why would he play? I think he's going to be suited up in a denim tuxedo instead. Uh, Nelson, do you want action on Gavin and I's uh, over a half uh, showing up on the stat sheet? And by the way, that includes fumble recoveries because that's not a measurable stat. But if he would get, a say, an interception or a fumble recovery, that would count as well. Obviously, measurable stats, sacks, a half. He's got to get a tackle. A sack, a tackle for loss, an interception, or a fumble recovery. And right now the trend is 
He won't. Well, it's the bet is a half. So he's got to get one of those things. Yeah, but he's played two games, I, I, 66 snaps, the most out of evil. any edge rusher, do, do and I he's need, got nothing. I, I can play this again Gary for you if you want. stats speak for themselves. I would take, I'll take the over. I'd take the over with you. You better lock it up. I'll take the over. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Joe's lock of the week. Did you hear that, Nelson? It's my lock of the week. Do you want action? Do you want to put your money where your mouth is and bet or not? Shoulder injury tonight. So you're not, are you betting or not? Nah, I've already taken the last two weeks and I won. I don't want to push my luck. (laughs) He might fall into a tackle. Fall into a tackle. Fell into nine correct answers on the Wonderland. You know, if you just keep guessing C, it's got to be C at least a few times. Uh, actually, I believe- Vince Young got a five or a four on the Wonderland. No, you guys. And what's I- he doing? Getting- he's currently unemployed. Well, he's a millionaire, he probably. Texas. Hey, he's uh, this bankrupt. is a proof. John, Eric, this is proven fact. If you answer C on every question on the ACT, you get an eleven. So you know, Gary got a nine on the Wonderland. You have to get an eighteen to be like eligible for most colleges. But if you want to just get out of there with double digits, go into the ACT and drop a C on every answer. It's an eleven. How did Vince Young get a four then on the Wonderland? I feel like he got to try to get a four. He won the national championship game, Nelson, over one of the greatest teams ever. That USC team had like nine first-round picks. You go- can't do that if and you're dumb. I ain't years- going to college to play school. And then five years later, he couldn't even make it on the Packers. It's <laughs> Starburn. Yeah, he was on the Packers. For a second. Yeah, they caught him. And now he's getting fired from Texas where he has a $100,000 job just to be Vince Young. <laughs> and he got fired from being Vince Young. <laughs> well, that star burned too bright. He peaked early. It's like yeah, those, in college when he couldn't get paid. It's like when, one of those when, child when, actors. They, you know, they can't get a role after they're 15. Come on, Nelson. Hey, uh, again, uh, tomorrow we're live at the Oaks Golf <laughs> he got Course. He for being himself. It'll be the Ebo wanted to play golf on him, but he couldn't go because he had to go back to work because he's going on vacation. There's a lot of incompetent employees. Inept. One of them's not named Nelson. Inept. Inept employees. What's the difference? You're basically go- saying your coworkers are stupid. <laughs>